You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast. We're doing episode 116, 116. I can't believe it's up to that number already. And I'm Steve Burnham, again, joined by Andy Nguyen and Lady Chen. Hello. Hello. Hi, Steve. Um, now, listen, there's a little bit of a treat today. I thought... Um, I'd, I'd test our uh, experts' oh, no. <laughs> knowledge on things only because uh, this comes on, on the back end of a conversation yes. we were having earlier in the week about um, maybe it was about uh, bad debt deductions, and I was querying you to clear up in my mind what the positive and negative limbs of the general deduction ruling is, which is what is it, section um, section eight one eight one. Um, or 51 for some of us. Yeah, <laughs> but that was all cleared up. But then um, there's a few things that I thought, well, why can't you claim, uh, get a claim a deduction for this certain yeah. certain things? And I found a few, I did a little bit of research, and I just wanted you two to sort of jump in and explain to the listeners or clear up for my, for my sake, I suppose, a few things that, uh, that uh, apparently are... On the negative side, you're of going to put us on the spot. On so the spot, we, a little bit. <laughs> I, must, I must confess, we haven't spoken about this beforehand to our no, listeners. No, no. So hopefully, is, we get the technical. This is off the cuff. Um, for instance, uh, I found out that you know vehicle expenses uh, are a thing that a lot of people claim, and you can claim for repairs or even interest on a car loan. Apparently, people can even claim for washing their car if if the circumstances are right. But apparently, now tell me if this is true, you can't actually claim the cost of a driver's licence, even though being able to drive is a part of your employment, a necessary thing to, to do. Um, they don't, ATO doesn't allow claiming the cost of a licence? No, I suppose things like driver's licences, it is a necessary part of life, and yes, it is sort of... It, in a broad way, it is incidental to your income earning activities. Yep. But I suppose from their point of view, you could also say the same as having to eat breakfast so that you stay alive and oh, having to wash your clothes so that you don't go to the office smelling. And, yep. and with the very controversial issue of childcare fees as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, while everybody, well, not everybody, but people need driver's licenses or even public transport cards to be able to get to their workplaces, yep. I suppose the critical factor is the fact that you don't it doesn't directly lend to your income earning activities okay. unless unless perhaps you are actually a driving instructor or something oh right yeah yeah what? i mean i mean the the general view and i hope this is right is sometimes these things are either too preliminary uh to your income earning activity or alternatively it's it's you know it's more of a profit yielding or else type it's a private argument. expense yeah so oh, for right. example i drive to work at Tax and Super Australia, yep. but if I didn't have a driver's license, I could just catch free buses every morning. Oh, great! Yeah. So <laughs> we can't really say that a driver's license is absolutely critical to my performance at work. No, yeah, mine no. you though. Mine um, you. I was uh, speaking to um, uh, a member, and he he had a um, he had a person that was uh, an engineer. Oh, and, right. and these days, you know, when you're flying drones, oh yeah, for example, you need you actually need to get a license from CASA. Oh, so the okay. Civil Aviation Authority, and so in circumstances where you're an engineer and you know part of your work requires you to to fly these these things, yep. Um, in in those cases, I've seen private rulings that where the commissioners concluded that you can obtain uh, a deduction for the cost of obtaining that license. I see. Yeah. So so that's where there there's a lot more of a direct connection with the income earning. Activity with that in that particular case, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yes, I, su- I suppose you'd also be able to say something like that is quite clearly directly connected 
to your job mm. where something like having a driver's license well I drive to Coles every weekend to get my groceries oh, right. <laughs> well. it is job. a private thing and yeah. I have a choice to catch a bus <laughs> yeah, exactly. I suppose it's that thing, isn't it? Like you can apply for a private ruling oh, if yeah, you think course. you've got a, what is it called, a reasonably arguable position in ATO parlance. Of That's course, right. it's not absolute black and white. No, no. Okay. But just in general terms, yes. driver's licences, no. Okay. Yes. Now, Lady, you mentioned commuting to and from work. Um, that's another thing that's not generally deductible. And again, I would have thought, well, to work and earn accessible income, you've got to get there. But no, yeah. that's not But not getting allowed. there is basically your private consideration yeah. is basically your private issue yeah that's that's how you okay. get to work yeah before i get to my desk and start typing up t- articles on my computer right that's right. my business okay. yeah that's that's the good old decision yeah. in in lunny where mr lunny actually caught the bus to work oh, he, right. he worked at uh, not a stevedore he worked out at the docks mm-hmm. and and um or shipyard actually and so he was required to head from his office to go to various other offices around um the, the wharfs and the piers, yep. and so they said, "Well, your trip from home to work, Mister Mister Lunny, on the bus is not deductible because it's taken to be a private expense. It's preliminary to your income-producing activities." Okay. The, the travel that he actually conducted from his office to some of the other areas would have ordinarily been deductible because that's part of his workday, but yep. anything prior to that wasn't. Okay. Now, however, there are limited circumstances where people can get deductions from the place of residence to the workplace, but it is quite limited. Generally speaking, that would entail situations where your employment duties start within your home. So, for oh, example, right. if an emergency doctor gets a um, phone call yep. in the middle of the night and he's in bed and he and on the phone while he's still in his home, he's advising the nurse what to do with this trauma patient, and then he leaves the home to go to the hospital, and along the way he's, you know, s- s- you know, on the Bluetooth speaker in the car or something like oh, that, yes, advising yes. the nurse what to do. Yep. In those sorts of very limited circumstances, where you could actually say that you started your employment duties while still in your home, yeah, then perhaps you may be able to yeah. get the deduction. Or workers whose um, whose whose nature of work is quite itinerant. So, for example, you know, a door to door salesperson, for example, wouldn't necessarily have to stop by at an office. They would ordinarily leave home and go out to see their, you know, customers from place to place. Then, the nature of those duties would would may, in most instances, warrant a deduction there. So you right. know, so there are, as yeah. Lily pointed out, you know, there are various circumstances where there might be some scope for a deduction. Yeah. Okay, but you have to argue it. Yeah, and also, also if perhaps um, you have clients and you go straight from home to your client and the client to the office. Generally speaking, that they would allow the deduction for the travel expenses to get to your client, even right. though you're going from home. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. But but this is a great area because if you're sort of you know picking up the mail along the way to the office. Oh yeah, yeah. Buying a coffee. Yeah. Yeah, or something like for, for, or, or or picking up the mail, even even if it's part of your duties. Yeah. Then generally, that's not going to be considered to be business related if it's just really more matter of convenience. Okay, all right. Well, and then, yeah, and there's a very very old ATO ruling on, that touches on those sorts of issues. It is well. okay. Yep. Look, um, here's another one which I, I thought was a little bit unfair. Okay. <laughs> Clear this up for me. Uh, there's apparently um, uh, a ruling, and I actually did find out the number of this ruling, which I'll, I'll mention at the end of this uh, um, little paragraph that we're talking through, that a deduction is not allowable to cover the cost of being vaccinated against diseases that may be contracted uh, during the course of your income-producing activity. For instance, um, airline employees, 
Yes. Now, they're, they're you know, flying here and there and going out and about. But no, they can't claim for the vaccinations. No, because uh, that's, again, taken to be um, you know, a private and domestic expense. So it, Is it like taking care of your own health? Yeah, that's your, your health yeah. is generally considered to be a private oh, okay. and domestic consideration. Okay. Mind you, though, mind you, if your work were to provide you with uh, vaccinations, as they do here, yep. um, then you can... Uh, the the employer is not subject to, to FBT. That's been made specifically exempt oh, from that's FBT. Good. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, so just just one one tip there. So if you can't, you know, claim the deduction yourself, you might as well ask your employer for it. To, to yeah. hand it over because they don't have to pay for FBT on it. Yeah, so that's get all right, the flu yeah. injections before the flu season starts. Well, that's we're getting that. Yeah. That's next week, isn't it? I'm not sure. Anyway, that, that vaccination ruling, because I found it, I'll mention it. It's a <laughs> TR95-19. So that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um. Here's another one which, again, I don't think is totally fair, but you tell me. When, when, if I go out and buy a business, oh, there's a little you know, enterprise that I'm interested in getting. Expenses associated with buying that business are generally not allowed to be a deduction. You know, I'm setting up a business. It's going to be my income earning thing. It's all going to be good. I'm going to be successful, etc. It's because often those costs will be either considered to be too preliminary to your income earning activities, or else it's considered to be capital in nature. But it's not all hope is lost. Right. It's not as though you just throw away those costs never to be seen again. A lot of costs, even if they're not immediately deductible in the year that you spend the money. Yep. They may qualify as black hole expenditure. Now, that's a bit of a catch-all provision. Oh, right. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a five-year write-off. So it's pretty much anything business-related that you can't deduct under normal rules or is in the depreciating asset cost or is in the CGT asset cost. So basically, if it fits nowhere else, it's sort of the charity bin and... Of, of expenses. Okay, you can put, yeah. Generally speaking, you put it into then deduct it over a space of five years. Now, when you said preliminary, do you mean before you start That's right, working? Yeah. That's right, yeah. So so not necessarily before working, but before establishing. So there, there's a number of various categories with black hole expenditure, but uh, costs incurred in setting up a business, for example, you know, you might you know apply for a business name or registering the business um, would arguably be 4880. Um, because it's preliminary to you actually making that income. Ah, so, okay. And, you know, these black hole expenditure rules were, I think, introduced back in, I think, 2001, 2002 to cater for those situations where you had what's really referred to as pure black hole mm. expenditure because you couldn't actually quite fit it into any of the other categories and so hence hence this five-year write-off. So okay. more Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, Bermuda <laughs> Triangle yeah, things. <laughs> um, now, another one... Um, where are we? We're 10 minutes. Uh, for property investors, uh, I found uh, interesting is that you know, you're earning income from your rental property and you have a bad tenant. You've got to get them out. They're not paying their rent, etc. etc. So you evict them. Now, the expenses that you might incur in evicting these tenants is not generally allowed. Is that right? Yes, that's, that's right. Uh, I've... I have to say, Steve, I don't know what yeah, the answer to that. Okay, well, that's, that's it. Well, that's yeah. one one thing I, I want to clear up. We Perhaps one of the listeners up. could send in a, yeah. a little explanation of so that. So you're saying we'll, it's we'll publish it. so you're saying it's not the you're saying you can't claim a deduction for it. That's this is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, I think if that were the case, um, my, the logic would be that um, it's no longer related to that income earning activity. But mind you, we've seen situations where they talk about, oh, okay, can you claim Deductions, for example, for repairs and maintenance, oh, yeah. where the, uh, the tenant's been evicted, mm. 
um, can you continue to claim that? And uh, the commissioner in, in some cases, or the commissioner has confirmed that you can claim deductions for those repairs and maintenance costs, but only in the year, only for the year prior to, or in the year that the tenant's been kicked out and it's no longer being used for income producing purposes. Yeah. Right. But it still has to be yeah. sort of there for rental, so it's more that you're fixing it up to be fit for rental again. It's oh, not yeah. going to be deductible if you're printing it up to live in it yourself. Yeah. Oh, no, no, of course. Well, this yeah. is the purpose of it. Okay. Well, well anyway, if listeners could, could uh, clarify that for us, that would be most grateful. And uh, if you provide us with an answer, we'll, we'll publish that on the uh, in the newsroom and put your name to it. That'd be great. Last one. Um, again, I didn't know whether this was, you know, quote, fair or not. Grooming costs. Now, some workplaces require you to have a haircut and be, you know, be neat. Um, look, apparently not even the Defence Force personnel get a tax deduction for, for grooming, even though the, the expense is incurred in order to meet military regulations. Is that right? Again, it's generally seen as a thing of a private Private nature, nature. yeah. Um, sometimes uniforms can be deductible and also laundry costs for Often, uniforms, but yeah. that's only if it's a... Well, a specific corporate uniform. Yeah, that's a logo and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Or specific um, occupational clothing, such as protective gear. Mm. But if I buy a nice suit because I want to look good at work, yeah, and yeah. it's just a general suit that I can wear to anywhere else pretty much, <laughs> then that's not going to be I just thought, you know, G.I. Joe having a buzz cut yeah. and chewing his moustache. Mm. Uh, I mean, if it was deductible, Steve, you know, I've been getting my, getting my hair cut every, every four weeks. Oh, so every, every yeah. Looking a little bit messy every eight weeks. I suppose I'm, I'm, I think I'm up to ten weeks at the moment. <laughs> <but> now, <laughs> and hairdressers will probably charge a lot more too. <laughs> yeah, that's right, more to cut. Oh, well, it's all very interesting. It's, um, yeah, look, I hope you don't mind being put on the spot, but um, I did just want to clarify a few things that, uh, as I said, this all came about from Andy and I's discussion about negative and positive limbs of the general yeah. deduction rules. It's, it's, um, I found that interesting. It seemed, might be, seem a little bit early to start talking about tax deductions, but gee, if you can start p getting your records together, it's nearly May. Yeah, it's nearly. Um, it's getting there. Um, tax time's getting there soon. It sure is. So, you know, and fingers crossed the system's going to be up to it. Anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> Thanks for putting us under the challenge, Steve. All right. Yeah, I, think, I think we all won with that one. There's a, if it was a Wheel of Fortune or type uh, tax quiz, um, we've all come out with a little bit more knowledge. Thanks, Andy and Liddy, and Thanks, thank Steve. you, listeners. Thank you, Steve. Um, we'll be back next week.